Good morning and welcome to the Pleasure for Health Ask Ailsa podcast. My name is Ailsa Kepi and I am an intimacy and relationship coach and I'm coming live to you today to talk about something that recently a client brought up saying, please do a podcast about this. So here we are. This is called The Art of Receiving Pleasure. If you want to find out more about me and my work, you can go to ailsakepi.com or pleasureforhealth.com and you'll find uh, lots of resources, um, blogs, podcasts, courses, ways to work with me and um, ways to get into my world in a way. So please take advantage of that. So for today, what I wanted to kind of dive into with you all was this art of receiving pleasure because you know, I say, let's talk about receiving pleasure. And everyone's like, well, that's the easiest thing ever. Like everybody wants to receive pleasure. That must be, you know, no trouble at all. But when we actually think about it, how many of us actually don't receive pleasure well or at all? And how many of us are actually open to, you know, taking in pleasure or gifts or generosity from our fellow humans or even from the universe in other ways? So many of us do find this difficult because it's, and here's why I'm going to like I tell you, this is not a huge secret, but it's a revelation. It actually takes more vulnerability to open the door of our heart and receive a gift than it does to, you know, leave a gift at someone else's doorstep. Did you notice that when we leave, you know, when we do things for other people, we just go, we give something to them, we offer them uh, you know, something from our hearts, some flowers or muffins, or, you know, um, we do something nice for them. We have never had to open up our own heart. And honestly, they don't either. Like if we just left it at their doorstep, they can later on, you know, take it in if they want to, but this is actually way less vulnerable to give than it is to receive. So, you know, it's, it's interesting because we kind of have focused in our culture around, the art of giving, and, and, the, and it's lovely, don't get me wrong, I don't want to have a culture where we don't give to each other, obviously somebody has to do the giving, but it's, it's way less vulnerable usually to give to someone else than to receive, because receiving requires us to open and take something in, and that's, you know, that's a big deal. So many of us are, you know, we become these um, kind of avid gift givers and we kind of just have this vain hope that somehow, somewhere, someone will do something nice for us in return. And sometimes, honestly, that backfires big time because we keep on giving and giving, hoping that that's going to, you know, lead to someone doing something nice for us. And, you know, some people um, do take they take and you might say well there's takers and there are i don't know if i would call everyone a, a good receiver of gifts if they're just taking what you give them so if you're like well i always give and it doesn't seem to do anything you know those people don't have any trouble i cook them dinner every night i you know drive my kids around i do all the things for them sometimes we are takers and we're not actually taking in the gift we're not getting you know, when we take those things for granted, even we could say we're not actually getting the benefit. We're not getting pleasure from that. We may be getting fed. We may be getting money. We may be getting lots of things, but we are not feeling joyful and fulfilled, I would say. So this this opening up and actually accepting requires 
some interesting things to happen for us. So this is what I'm going to dive into today. So, you know, let me know in the comments if this is hitting a spot for you and um, see if you can, you know, sit back for a few minutes and see if you can take in this gift of me opening up this topic for you. So what does it take to actually be good at receiving pleasure? Because pleasure is something, you know, maybe you're okay at receiving, um, you know, money for your work. Maybe you're okay at receiving um, you know, thanks or gratitude even, but what are you, how are you at receiving pleasure? Someone's just doing something to please, just to give you pleasure, to please you. How are you at taking that in? So this actually requires a number of things, a number of steps before we get to that. So step one, I think, uh, often starts with self-worth. So here's a big topic. We start with self-worth. We have to realize we're worthy of feeling pleasure that we have the capacity for feeling pleasure, that we are biologically wired to, to you know, gravitate towards pleasure. And so it, it comes from self-worth and also from having the experience of opening up and being vulnerable. And, you know, if somebody's promising pleasure, that they actually, you know, um, do have our best interest at heart. You know, some of us, I have to say, have grown up in places or families, unfortunately, where, you know, you might have opened your little heart when you were young. And instead of receiving pleasure, you got criticized or you got put down or you got yelled at or you were abused or all these things that might have shut you down or you just got ignored. And so, you know, along with the self-worth of no, well, I mean, that, that, makes your self-esteem usually go down because it feels like as a young person um, that you aren't worthy of getting that like you opened up and you were already with this innocent little heart to receive pleasure and love and it wasn't it wasn't there it was just painful and so obviously as biological beings as well we are wired to move away from pain and so we we often do create um, barriers or walls or boundaries, all these things to prevent anybody from hurting us. And so if we've had the experience in our past of opening up and being hurt all the time, then, you know, it is hard to even come to the, the realization that there could be a different experience. So this is where we have to actually use our body and our sensory awareness and our mind and our believe, you know, working through logically what is and isn't possible. Because if we just go with our feeling, our gut feeling, oh, if I open up and receive this gift, I'm never going to get it. You know, it's just going to hurt. Someone will betray me. They won't give me, you know, I won't, it won't be what I expected. If we just go with that, then you're not going to open up anyway. And if we go on the other side with like, you know, having someone give us pleasure um, and, you know, we have to consider that we're worthy and that we're able to and that we deserve to have pleasure. And that requires our mind to say, hey, you know, this is not right. The way that you've logically ended up at the place that you're not worthy of pleasure because somehow nobody wanted to give you that when you were when you were younger or in a past relationship. Now, that's not actually true. We are all worthy of pleasure. We are all worthy of having, you know, feeling good and joy and all of those things. So that's where you kind of have to use your mind and your body to kind of help you with this step. And this step can take a while. And is it possible to do on your own? I believe it is. 
but it's really helpful to have someone um, that you trust or that you know you trust enough to start working on this in a small way and so if you have you know a mentor or a coach or a therapist or a really good friend or someone that you can trust and say hey I just really want to work on this so I'm actually opening myself and you know if you're offering to come and walk my dog and or come and go for a walk with me because I love your company and and I love to share the day with you or share you know an hour of the day with you um that we're actually saying yes so we have to you know we have to have the self-worth we have to say yes we have to you know be open to someone giving us the gift and you know all of the defense i know some of you are probably going well what if the, they give us something we don't want what if they don't do it in the right way so these are all defense mechanisms honestly i think in a lot of ways from actually just taking it in you know if we are going to criticize the person for you know we wanted um i don't know we want we asked for something we wanted a burger with fried onions or whatever and they brought one and they forgot the onions <laughs> you know and therefore it's not worth ever wanting what we want because nobody gives it to us right well we could go there right but we have to be open to the fact that somebody lovingly created this dinner for us and you know can we um find gratitude for that and it's a both end because it is the person like maliciously trying to leave off the onions and stop you from having your pleasure or, you know, are they, um, did they just do their best? And, and, you know, are you just finding fault because that's a way to reject the gift and not actually open up to receiving. So these are all, these are all complex questions. And, you know, when I work with clients, um, on intimacy challenges, this is a big part of our work often because, you know, both parties quite often have, you know, put up all these walls against receiving from each other. And therefore, it's very difficult to get to a place of relationship and intimacy if you're both guarded. So we have to very gently start working on um, maybe less scary you know, we don't have to jump straight to you're going to give me your heart, soul and time and life. And we're going to, you know, be forevermore in you know, in a loving relationship. Maybe we start with how would you like me to hold your hand? Do you like me to squeeze it? Do you like me to hold it gently? Do you like me to rub the palm of your hand with my thumb? And you just start working on little less intense things. So that, anyway, without giving away all of my secrets and keeping you here all morning, that step one is the self-worth, realize we're worthy of a gift. And then, you know, step two is knowing what we want. So we started to talk about this. This requires us to have self-knowledge of our own desires. And, you know, first of all, just knowing what we want is a big deal. For many people, it's often related to gender, but not always, um, that, you know, we have been curbed. We, we have been told we are allowed to want this, but we're not allowed to want that. So our desires have to fall in line with cultural norms. They have to be acceptable. And so knowing what we want it, and having that self-knowledge of what brings us pleasure is actually also a self-practice in a way. We have to dis discover for ourselves what we enjoy. And sometimes we do this with a lover. Sometimes we do this with a friend. Sometimes we do this 
with nature, sometimes we're just on our own actually saying like, you know, do I like soft touch? Do I like, you know, uh, more harsher, scratchy touch? Do I like to wear cotton? Do I prefer silk? You know, like we have to find these out for ourselves. And not many of us have actually taken that as a practice. Um, it, it requires some thought and some paying attention to ourselves. And this as well, you know, this is why I put self-worth as step one, because now we have to spend some time finding out what our desires are. So this is step two. Step three, once we know what we want, we have to ask for it. Communicate with skill and courage. We have to be willing to engage and ask others and, and let it be known what we want. And uh, I had a friend once actually, just to tell you a little story about you know, birthdays, birthdays are a great, are a great practice for, you know, what do we want? What do pe you know, people always ask you, what do you want for a gift? Or, you know, what would you like to do to celebrate? So this is a great time to practice your communication. And I had a friend once and she was great. She was like, I love to celebrate. I love to receive gifts. I tell all my friends when my birthday is and I say to them, like, I want to have the whole week, I want to feel special. And so and she, you know, that her friends were happy to engage and, you know, she got taken out for dinner probably almost every day that week. She got lots of gifts. She had flowers two or three times at work and people were really happy to give her what she wanted because they knew they were like, I know what she wants. You know, it's easy to to please her. And it's so lovely to give a gift to someone who receives it well. Right. That makes us feel wonderful as givers to have our gift received with gratitude and all of that. So she was great. She communicated what she wanted and how she wanted it and from whom she wanted it. And, you know, people in her life who loved her and cared about her were happy to do that. And even the people that, you know, that kind of just saw that they, everybody wished her happy birthday, even if they didn't really know her because she was so happily happy and in pleasure. <laughs> it was just fun to see her. Um, so it was, it was cool to see that, you know, as opposed to, um, those people that are like, don't tell anyone it's my birthday, you know, and then are kind of secretly ha unhappy that nobody remembered. So if you want something, ask for it and, you know, ask for it with with skill and courage and the vulnerability to, to accept and the, just the openness to accept what comes your way then, you know, as long, you know, within reason, right? So yeah, step four is accepting the pleasure or being open to realizing that it might hurt. You know, there is the possibility of pain when we open up to receiving um, and we have to accept that risk to open up and receive. So if someone that we really care about, you know, if we, if we commute, you know, we, we're realizing we have worth, we know we figured out what we want. We ask for what we want. And then maybe they, still go and do something completely opposite because they haven't paid attention, that could hurt. That definitely is a hurtful thing if this is someone we really care and think about. And then we realize they haven't cared or thought about us. So, you know, is that the end and the doom of that relationship? Well, not necessarily, but it would require some serious communicating at that point to say, look, I went through all these steps. And it didn't seem like you were listening or that you paid attention or that you thought it was worthy to pay, you know, worth it for you to pay attention to what I actually wanted. Um, 
and then you've got to work that out. So there's some communicating that needs to happen there. But hopefully, you know, if you've been clear, you've you've figured out your desire, it's, you know, you communicate that. Hopefully someone that cares about you would listen and they would, you know, be willing to kind of offer you um, the time and energy and, and, you know, care that that might require. Um, and we have to open up to the pain of hearing a no. And I think this is something that, especially with, with male clients that I've worked with this hearing a no. So we might do all those first steps and we're like, Oh, I'm really on it. I've got self-worth. I know what I want. I'm asking for what I want. And then the person always says no. So is that something wrong with your ask? Is that something wrong with the other people? Well, it's probably, you know, complex. Um, but being open to that risk of hearing a no, you know, that could remind us of that um, time in our childhood or the, all the times where we were shut out or told no or not, you know, not done that. And so when we've geared up and actually asked for what we want and then we get told no, it can be pretty tough. And so, you know, we have to grow into that. And if somebody is giving us the, the thoughtfulness of hearing our request, asking themselves if they could give that with a full heart and maybe they can't. And then they actually answer with a, no, I don't think I can give that with a full heart. I'm sorry. Or no, I can't do that. They might be willing to negotiate, but I'm willing to do this, you know? I might not be able, you know, or willing to do what you're asking, but here's something I can offer instead. And does that mean you always have to compromise? Well, perhaps I don't know what your desires are and, you know, whether you can find someone that perfectly matches your desires, potentially it's they're out there and potentially your partner or your friend might be willing to discuss working up to uh, your, you know, a, giving you what you actually desire or, or want to experience. But if you hear a no and you say, well, here's what I'm willing to do, that actually is a gift in and of itself in that they've been honest with you. So they haven't just gone along and then been resentful later. This is actually a gift. So if you hear a no, and when you get to the, I'm asking for what I want stage, you know, somebody who loves you might say no. And they might say no, and it means they love you they're being honest with you, what they can offer you. So I feel like, uh, you know, learning to hear a no is actually super important as well in this whole process. And realizing that that isn't a rejection of everything you are, or even a rejection that your desire is valid. It's just a, a no to them fulfilling that desire in this moment. So then again, there becomes a need to communicate would this be something you would be willing to offer, you know, later at a different time of day when we're on holiday, um, you know, when when you get your paycheck? I don't know any of those things. Right. So, you know, that's the communication piece as well. But we have to be willing to hear the no and realize that that is also a gift. If someone is saying no with integrity and really having thought about it, you know, that can actually feel very loving. And you can learn a lot about each other and your relationship that way. So the gratitude is the next step. You know, whatever you receive, being open to being grateful. So if it was a lesson in hearing a no, then you're grateful. If it was a, a complete fulfillment of your desire, then there's gratitude for the person taking the time and energy and care to do that for you. 
so feeling and expressing true gratitude and appreciation for what the person that the person listened and that they whatever you know if they listened and they heard and they cared and they offered what they you know what they were willing to offer then having gratitude for that and then the pleasure and savoring it whatever experience you had um can you just take some time to savor it it's not gone before you know some people they receive a gift and they're they like it they say thank you but you know it's like two seconds later they're on to the next thing and they haven't really even taken time to savor or enjoy the pleasure that that has given them so enjoying the experience we've created and allowed and received making space to really sit in that for you know even just an extra few breaths can be amazing so you know when i give someone a massage i sometimes do massage for people then having you know having them lie on the table say take that extra couple minutes on the table to really savor how your body is feeling right now at the end and to really take in the pleasure before you jump up and get dressed and worry about the rest of your day so the pleasure and savoring is is an important step so hopefully this has given you some idea of the art of receiving pleasure and you can see how many things are involved here how many steps and you know how many aspects of yourself of other of relationship of intimacy courage all these things come into this receiving pleasure part so that's something you can start working on right away or if you feel like you want some guidance and support in, in this um, do check out my pleasureforhealth.com website uh, book a consult with me I would love to chat with you about this type of process working towards receiving pleasure um, working towards you know any of these steps what you know how do you build self-esteem how do you know what you want how do you build your desire um, you know how do we ask and communicate what we're wanting and who we are um, accepting that risk of pain or pleasure and learning to trust that we are going to survive asking you know that's a real deal like some people are actually terrified of asking because it's a an existential fear if i ask for what i want i will be annihilated and that could come from you know our early childhood and then gratitude feeling and expressing gratitude and appreciation and the pleasure and the savoring of having an experience that was um pleasureful so hopefully, yeah, let me know if I can help you in any way or help guide you in any way. Um, and check out my other blog posts, my podcast. I have a YouTube channel, starting off a YouTube channel. So check me out there. And I would love to chat with you if you want to um, jump onto working with me in any kind of more, more uh, intimate way. All right, I will leave you for today. Hopefully having some ideas of where to start to receive pleasure in your day today. And we will talk to you next time.